Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the People's Bishop and pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 55498. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now, here's today's life-giving message. We tell you that we are open and we are ready. We need you to come speak to us tonight with power. Come speak to us tonight with strength. God, we got a refill on Sunday, but we tell you we need another refill of your spirit tonight. We need another refill of your spirit tonight. From the bottom of our feet to the top of our head, God, fill us until we overflow. Fill us with your spirit until fruit manifests. Fill us with your spirit until miracles manifest. Fill us with your spirit until fire comes out. Fill us with your spirit until atmospheres change. Fill us with your spirit until situations change. Fill us with your spirit until our family changes. Fill us with your spirit until our finances change. Refill. Come on, Wednesday. I need hungry people in the building. I need hungry people online. Open up your mouth, please, and say, refill me, God. Say it again. Say, refill me, God. Take five seconds and worship your God right there. Go. Five, four, three, two. One. Refill in Atlanta. Refill in Miami. Refill in Indiana. Refill in California. Refill in Chicago. Refill in New York. Refill in Houston. Refill in Dallas. Refill in South Africa. Refill in Nigeria. Refill. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Fist bump two or three people say tonight, 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 tonight. 
Tonight, 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 we're going to deal with your greatest threat tonight. Because this whole month we've been talking about how to be great. And tonight I need to teach you as we end this series how to deal with your greatest threat. Elbow somebody next to you. Make sure they're a person of faith. If not, this is a good time to go sit somewhere else. Online, you type it in the comments. Say, God's called you to be great. And tonight, we're going to deal with your greatest threat. Say, do you know what your greatest threat is? Say, let me tell you. It's you. Let's go to work. Let's go to work. Let's go to work. So this is the last message in our series, How to Be Great. And all this month, we've been talking about what great means. Say great. Great means this. Number one, above normal or average ability, quality, or distinction, which means there's nothing that's regular or average about you. Mm. I need you to hear me. You are not Trump change. You are not some regular somebody. God has called you to be great. Greatness is on you, and greatness is in you. Say, I'm above normal. Say, I'm above average. Say, in my ability, quality, and distinction. Watch me. It also means wonderful. It means first rate. It means very good. You're not just good, but you are very good. And matter of fact, you're so good. This is why you've had a lot of people who have tried to talk about you, shut you down, shut you up, back you in. Because when they saw very good, when they saw great, it offended their average. And I need you not to come down to meet the level of expectation that average people have. I need you to heat the water up so that average people have to rise up to your level. You're not like everybody and I'm glad you're not like everybody. You're the Joseph in your bloodline that your brothers are going to need to get them out. You're the David in your bloodline. It's going to be the first one to do what nobody else has done. You're going to be the Timothy in your bloodline. Why? You were the one that was supposed to be messed up, jacked up because you had daddy issues and your daddy wasn't there. But you're going to be the one that steps into greatness. Open up your mouth Wednesday. Say greatness is on me and greatness is in me. It means this, remarkable in degree, in power, and intensity. When you do things, you do them with power. When you do things, you do them with intensity. This is why people always tell you, you're so serious. You take everything so serious. No, I'm just great, and great requires me to be intense. I don't know how to do gray. I can do black or white. Either I'm going to give it my all, or baby, I don't know how to not give it a, just a part of me. And for some of you, this is why you got to dismiss some people before the month of May is over. Why? Because you've been dealing with people that they're half something timey with you but you're all in with them and for you to be great sometimes you're gonna have to cut the cord to what's good open your mouth Wednesday say greatness is on me and greatness is in me it means remarkable in degree, power, or intensity. It means superior. And whatever I'm teaching you all this month, whenever you are superior, all of your warfare is going to come from those that feel inferior. And no matter how much you try to make them feel included or make them feel like they're part of you two, they are always going to feel like you think you're better than us. No, I never said that. It is that my greatness is offending your average, and I am not going to apologize because you don't want to come up. Either you be inspired by me or you can be intimidated by me but either way I'm not going anywhere well well the people are in this building and online that can say no matter what I ain't going nowhere so if you like me I'm gonna be here if you hate me I'm gonna be here if you talk about me I'm gonna be here but one thing I'm not doing is I'm not exiting the earth until I complete everything that God has sent me to the earth to do I was not sent just to pay bills and die but I was sent to rule and to reign and to conquer and subdue let's go 
Greatness is God's promise to us. I've been teaching you that all this month. If you look at Genesis chapter 12, God says to him in Genesis 12 and 2, and I will make you a great nation. Here's the truth. The previous verse reveals the pain of greatness. Because in verse 1, God tells Abraham, this, this is going to cost you. This is going to be painful. And he says, you're going to have to get out of your father's house, away from your kindred. He said, you're going to have to break, watch me, the same cycles that your bloodline has been in. Which means you're going to have to break the same environment that your bloodline has been in. Greatness cannot be incubated in an environment that accepts good. Blessing cannot be incubated in an environment that accepts the curse. He says, you're going to have to change environments and you're going to have to get around from what you grew up in. And for many of you, this is why in this stage of your life, whether in your 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, you're beginning to see that you are not like those that you were around. You're beginning to recognize that it's different. And here's what's finally happening for you. You're beginning to get comfortable with it. Oh, my God. Because for years, you used to try to fit in with what you were supposed to change. But you cannot change what you become. So God sometimes needs to let you go through some cycles and some circles so that you can see, wait a minute. I love you, but I'm not like you. I love you, but I'm not called to do the mess that you're doing. I love you, and I know that you accept poverty, but I don't. I know that you accept family drama, but I don't. I know that you accept bad marriages, but I I do not. Verse one is a painful verse. Verse one is a painful verse because he says, "This you're gonna have to you're gonna have to make some changes, Abram." He says, "The only way you're gonna get this promise is you're gonna go through some pain." And I hope you hear me, great people. I hope you hear me, Facebook and YouTube. I hope you hear me on the app and the website. The only way you know that you're really stepping into greatness is that you're experiencing pain. Let me pause for the cause. To ask those in this building and online where your life is experiencing some pain right now. When I come to through, watch me, I want to hear the worship of those that are dealing with some pain right now. Why? That's your indication that you were in verse 1, but you're about to shift before this series is out into verse 2. Because if I can survive the pain, I get the promise. I need to hear your worship on 3. 1, 2, 3, go! Let's tell you. Come on, Facebook. Come on, YouTube. Let the enemy know that it might be painful, but I ain't punking out. It might be painful, but I'm not aborting. It might be painful, but I am not giving up. Come on, fist bump somebody and say, let's go be great. Let's go be great. Let's go. Let's go be great. So watch. So he says, and then if you can survive the pain of verse 1, you ready? Then I will, I will promote you to the promise of verse 2. And I will make you a great nation. Mm. Which means everything attached to you will be great. Everything that comes out of you will be great. Watch me. For many of you, your great to you sometimes won't seem that great. But when other people look at what you don't think is that great and they compare it to their, they'll say, that's amazing. And you'll think that was nothing. It's because when, every, when greatness is on you and greatness is in you, everything you do, even what you don't think was that great, everybody will look at it and say, that was great. Come on, open your mouth and say, it's on me and it's in me. And I will make you a great nation and I will bless you abundantly. And I will make your name what? great your name will be exalted and distinguished and you shall be a blessing a source of great good to others we see three greats in one verse but you have to survive the pain of verse one to get to the promise of verse two and for some of you all look at me the only thing you have to do is outlast it 
Okay, let me help. Bishop, Bishop, when is God going to change it? There's some things you're just going to have to outlast because there's certain things that your endurance, the Bible says, for you have need of endurance so that after you have done the will of the Lord, you can receive what's promised, which means there's some enemies you just have to outlast. I'm so glad the quitter and you died years ago. I'm so glad the punk and you that would give up and run died years ago. I'm so glad that the you that would not fight gave up died years ago. Why? Because there are certain things you're just going to have to outlast. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you abundantly. I'll make your name great. And you should be a blessing, a source of great good to others. Hey, Bishop, he's talking to Abraham. What have I taught you all month? Anytime he speaks to Abraham, who is he talking to? me. Galatians 3.29 says God's promise to Abraham belongs to you. Now, Sunday I taught you that we are at the end of the spring feast. The Bible is based off of the Hebrew calendar. The Hebrew calendar has three major feasts in the fall, seven major feasts in the spring, excuse me, four major feasts in the spring. The spring feasts represent this sudden fast forward movement. Please release this over your life because it's not over yet. There's still time. I said there's still time because this is the season of the spring feast. Look, everybody look at me. Everybody look at me. Everybody look at me. Everybody look at me. Uh, have you noticed, for those of you in Denver, have you noticed how it's supposed to be real hot all the time now? You ready? You ready for Revelation? But have you noticed that it looks like the previous season is staying over a little bit? I'm going to talk over here. I'm going to talk. Have you noticed that in the atmosphere, it doesn't look like we've shifted into a new season? What are you trying to tell me, Bishop? This doesn't end today. I prophesied that this thing is going to linger and it's going to last. Say sudden, fast, forward, movement. Sudden, fast, forward, movement. One more time. Sudden, fast, forward, movement. Put a praise behind it, right? It's going to linger. It's going to linger into June. It's going to linger into July. It's going to linger into August. It's going to linger into September. Come on, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> let's go. Sudden fast forward movement. You, if you pay attention, even in the natural, and what does the Bible teach you? Let me give you Bible to back up what I just said. 1 Corinthians 15. Natural things teach us and show us spiritual principles. So the earth is telling you what he's going to do in the spirit. You're not listening. The earth is showing you what he's going to do in the spirit. Because the weather doesn't match the season change that we've allegedly had. Which means even though it's supposed to end today, it's going to linger and stay over in your June. It's going to linger and stay over in your July. Please touch somebody next to you and say, this thing is going to stick around for a while. Matter of fact, your name's about to be brought up. Opportunity's about to open for you. Favor's about to find you. Come on, say S-F-F-M. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Where are these at in the Bible? Leviticus chapter 23, verse 5. We see the first, the Passover. I taught you about that. Old Testament, Hebrews are exiting. 430 years of bondage. What hadn't happened in 430 years happened in one night. Woman with an issue of blood. Let's just jaywalk around the Bible for a minute. She has an issue of blood for how long? 12 years, 144 months. All of a sudden, one day, she experiences sudden, fast 
forward movement. And what hadn't happened in years happened in one day. I need faith people around me. I can't, I can't be around no doubters right now. I can't. I promise you I can't do it. You ready? Joshua is fighting a battle, uh, and as he's fighting his battle in Joshua 10, the sun begins to go down. And Joshua says, I've never heard anybody pray this. I don't even know if I can do this. But what I know that I need right now is I need you to do something creative for me, God. I've never seen anybody do it. I've never watched anybody do it. But could you make the sun stand still? And what had not happened in thousands of years happened in one day. Y'all ready? New Testament, Jesus is our Passover lamb. Literally, he is crucified at the Passover. He's our final Passover lamb, and he takes on our sin. And because the Bible says that wherever the blood was applied, Old Testament, over the doorposts in someone's home, that it would literally ensure that the death angel would pass over. Mm -hmm. What did the spring face represent? Not only sudden fast forward movement, but there were some things that were supposed to take you out that God says, my blood covers you, so it's got to... You don't even know that person was sent to be a sniper to take you out, but the Lord made it. You were supposed to die on that highway, but the Lord made it. Y'all not saying that. You got caught up with somebody you had no business being around in the first place. And right when they were about to use their lethal blow, the Lord said, uh-uh, I'm going to shut this down and make it. Okay, all right, all right. They exit overnight. Everybody say overnight. Now listen, I keep having you confess things like this because death and life are in the power of your tongue. If you don't say it, you're not going to see it. If you don't speak it, it's never going to manifest for you. If it doesn't come out of your mouth, it's never going to create movement. If you don't say it with your words, it's never going to come out in your world. So I need you to say this. This, this. this happened for them how? Overnight. Okay. Now listen, it just so happens that we're entering into a brand new month. All right. Okay. All right. I'm not playing with y'all no more. I'm going to try this side. I don't know. And then not, then I'm going to go to there. All right? All right? Just, just look at somebody and say, I speak this into your life. An overnight miracle. Please, Wednesday, I'm not going to beg you. Come on, in the building and online, say, and I receive an overnight miracle. Pharaoh, Pharaoh called for Moses and Aaron overnight after rejecting them 10 times, after telling them no 10 times. Overnight, he said, come here, get your stuff, watch me, and our stuff, and get out. Which means, I don't know who needs to hear this, God says, you didn't ask for enough. You were just trying to make it out. And God says, you need to make sure that you get something on your way out. I don't know who that's for, but you got a settlement you've been negotiating. And I heard the Lord say, you need to make sure that they give you some more than what you asked for. Let's go. Let's go. Here's the second feast, the Feast of Unleavened Bread. They left so fast out of Egypt. They left when? Overnight, Old Testament, that the bread didn't have time to rise. So it's literally known as the Feast of Unleavened Bread. So as they're exiting the Passover, the feasts overlap, and then you get to the Feast of Unleavened Bread. New Testament, leaven represents sin, error. Jesus is our unleavened bread. He had no sin. He had no error, which is why his body, watch me, did not decay in normal form or fashion. Why? Because he said, I'll be back in three days. You ready? Say the Feast of Unleavened Bread. 
In the middle of these feasts, we get to uh, verse 8. It says, we're to present an offering by fire. So this is why we sacrifice to the Lord. Fire simply means something that you can feel, something that makes things different. This is an offering that changes the game for you. And for some of you, what you sacrifice during the spring feast, this one offering is going to change your life. This one offering is going to change your socioeconomic status. This one offering is going to change your trajectory. This one offering is going to change your title. You're about to have vice. Okay. I just heard the Lord say, son, tell him I'm about to release some vice president positions. Oh, my God. Would you lift your hand and say, and my title's about to change. And my position's about to change. And my career's about to increase. You ready? He says, we present an offering by fire, which means this thing is something that has to be Felt. This thing is something that has to be a sacrifice. And then we get to verse 10, which is the Feast of First Fruits. This is also referred to as the Day of Resurrection. Generically in America, we call it Easter Sunday. That's not the best term to call it because Easter actually comes from a pagan god, Ishtar, um, which is not biblical, but it's Resurrection Sunday. It's the Day of First Fruits. What is that? First fruit says, whatever the first is, so are the rest. Jesus is our first fruit, which means everything that he is, somebody said this, say, I am. Okay, so since he resurrected, what do we do? We resurrect. How do you know? You ready for the revelation? How do you know that you can resurrect unless you've been crucified? I'm going to back it up and wait on your shout. Because for some of you, you say the same God. So that means you're going to go through some stuff that feels like it's killing you. And the only way you can find out that you can bounce back is I got to go through what takes me down and takes me out. And it looks like Cooper was going to get me. But then all of a sudden, I, oh my God, would you open your mouth and say, same God. Okay, everything Jesus does, you and I do. This is why Jesus said, greater works than these that I have done, you will do. You ready? Why? Because he is our first fruit. Then you get to the final of the spring feast, which was this past Sunday, the Feast of Pentecost, 50 days post-Passover. It's also known as the Feast of Weeks, also known as the Feast of Shavuot, also known as the Feast of the Harvest. Say it's harvest time. Okay, now, now why is that good news? Why is this feast called the Feast of the Harvest? Because God says, I'm going to build it into the calendar that there is a scheduled time That after all these weeks, you're going to see harvest. Come on, Wednesday. I need your faith to increase. Somebody say, it's on the calendar. Now, now watch me. Let me, help that, make, let me make that very pragmatic for you, all right? Because the Bible says to give seed to the sower. Everything in Scripture is agricultural because that's the type of society that it was. So you see seed time harvest. You see give seed to the sower. You see this terminology all throughout the Bible. And how does it apply to us? God says, I built it into the calendar that the time I set aside to make sure that you receive your harvest, I named a feast after it. Listen, to guarantee that you will not be left owed anything. Look at me. God's not going to owe you a time. And everything that the earth has that belongs to you, it is about to yield itself to you. Please touch two people around you and say, and it's harvest time. 
Wednesday, I'm going to be honest, I don't really like how they said it. Can you go to somebody else? Please tell them, say, it's harvest time. Come on, you two, type it in the comments. It's harvest time. Not only is it harvest time, it's harvest time. Come on, Facebook. It's harvest time. You've sowed, you've suffered, you've served, you've sowed, you've suffered, you've served. I built it into my calendar. I'm about to hook you. So, so I taught you on Sunday that there are these three experiences. Three experiences. Everybody say it's in the calendar. Which means God says, I guarantee this thing. I built it into the calendar. I built it into the calendar. I know in summer, most people take off. You, you ready? In summer, you about to go up. I know in summer, most people pull back. In summer, you about to launch forth. I heard this for 17 of y'all. Your business is about to start this summer. And you're going to make more money this summer than you did all last. Come on, y'all. Come on, say it's harvest time. So there are these four, there are these three, there's these three Christian experiences that we have. And this is important to understand um, God's order, God's structure. The first experience is the decision to become a Christian. It's, it's when you're born again. It's also known as salvation. I taught you on Sunday. I like this little prop they got me. It, it means that you're sealed by the Spirit. Okay? Now, why is this important? Because just because you're sealed doesn't mean you're filled, doesn't mean you're finished. <laughs> salvation is the beginning, not an end. Most people, I got saved, I'm good. No, I got saved for something, not just saved from something. And many Christians, their Christianity becomes dull and stale. And it's not because of God. It's because they only got sealed, but they didn't recognize that there was something additional that was beyond that. Somebody said there's more to it. So that first experience is like water baptism, and you can register for that on our website. In Hebrew, it's called mikvah. It's when living water cleanses externally. See, when you first get saved or get born again or give your life to the Lord, you're often focused on what you look like to people. You're focused on where you go, what you do, what people think, what people say. Um, well, watch me. We even have songs. If you grew up old school church, I looked at my hands. They look new. Looked at my feet. They did too. Uh, the problem is, but your heart is horrible. <laughs> Ready? Okay. So, 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 so this is the first experience. Bishop, what does this have to do with the Pentecost? Because then we get to the second experience. And the second experience, um, the reason it's called the Feast of the Harvest, the Feast of Weeks, is because it's literally when God, in the book of Acts, New Testament, released his spirit on his people. It's when God filled his people with his spirit. You ready? So that the living God began to live in them, which means everywhere I go, he came with me. Which means, you ready? I don't have to conjure up what's in me. Do you want to know why some of you have become a target? It's because when you showed up, they don't really have an issue with you. When you showed up, they have an issue with the God that's... Do you want to know why atmospheres shift when you walk in the room? It's because the God that's on the inside. Baby, don't get it twisted. If it had not been for the Lord that was on your side, you... 
Come on, touch yourself. Say, it's the God in me. It's so for some of you, let me help you understand your hate. The level of your hate has been commensurate to the level of your feel. Because you're filled with his spirit, this means everything that came against you was coming against the level of his spirit that's in you. Let me prove it to you. David, why in the world are you as a teenage boy facing a giant that has been a warrior since he was a teenage boy? Because the level of field that David had was on a whole nother level. And for some of you, I need you to hear me clearly. You have always faced battles that were bigger than you because you didn't even recognize how filled you were. You didn't recognize how much God was in you because when he's in you, watch me, all of the change is happening from the inside out, which means I may not see it yet, but it's happening. You're wiser, you're better, you're stronger, you're smarter, you, you got, you're more spiritual, you're forgiving. Please open up your mouth and say, Lord, refill me with your spirit. So this second experience is known as the baptism of the Holy Spirit when we are spirit-filled. This is like mikvah. Now pay attention, uh, but it's living water that cleanses internally. If I say internally. internally. Which means there's something that starts happening on the inside. Okay, you missed it. And then all of a sudden, I'm not worried about what's going on outside. Because if you could see what was happening inside, it, it, it doesn't make me afraid of what's going on. Uh-uh, Wednesday, you're missing, you're missing, you're missing. You want to know why you've had so much peace even though you've had so much hell going on? It's because there's a, something on the inside of you that that thing, when it walks in the room, stress has to fall off and frustration has to fall off and you were determined to cuss them out. Y'all not going to say nothing. But when you walk in the room, your Holy Ghost stand up and say, shut your mouth. Y'all not going to talk to me. You were determined to quit. And as you were typing your little quit email and typing your little quit text, the Holy Ghost said, I wish you would. Touch your neighbor say, you need the Holy Ghost. I feel like an old school Pentecostal preacher right through here. Somebody say, I need the Holy Ghost. Say it like the Pentecostal. Say, I need the Holy Ghost. And he'll give me power, and he'll give me strength, and he'll give me a fight when I won't equip, and he'll give me vision when I can't see, and he'll let me hear when I can't. Please tell somebody, say, you need the Holy Ghost. <laughs> go on. Let's go. Let's go. How do you do it? How do you do it? How do you do it? Luke 11 and 13. It says, your heavenly father will give you the Holy Spirit to those who ask him. So what did I teach you on Sunday? God is one times one times one equaling one. He is not one plus one plus one equaling three. That's paganism. That is polytheism, poly, multiple, theism, gods. Mm. See, you may be a mother, but you're also a sister, and you're also a businesswoman. You, one you, three dimensions to who you are. All right? You, you, you may be a father. You may also be a mogul. Uh, you may also be a, a, a husband. One you, three dimensions. He is father. And when he needed to show us what submission looks like, he made himself his son. So I know I can submit because he showed me how to submit. 
And then when he said, I want to show you how to go global, because watch me, there's only one of you. But when the Holy Ghost is in you, watch me, wherever my people go, I go. Which means not only am I I'm not present, but everywhere my people go, they took me with them. I'll reveal myself through the Holy Ghost. Look at me. Why is that important to understand? Because the Holy Ghost is not junior God. And if you have a bad understanding of this, you will, I've heard people say some crazy stuff. If you've had a bad, if you have a bad understanding of this, you will think it's like another guy. You will think it's an associate of the Lord's. But it's not an associate of the Lord. Somebody say, it is the Lord. Come on, Wednesday, open your mouth. Say, it is the Lord. So I want you to catch the revelation, and then we gotta go Wednesday. We gotta go. I got a lot to do, a lot of work to do. Uh, you ready? Okay, you ready? Look at me. Everybody look at me. Everybody look at me. The same God that created the heavens and the earth, when your spirit feel, that same God lives in. The same God that told Lazarus when he was dead, Lazarus, come forth. That same God. You ready? When the Red Sea was blocking their way from getting across and he blew the wind that way and blew the wind that way. That same God lives on the inside of you. When they didn't have food to eat and he rained down angel food from heaven, that same God lives in you. That's why you're so great because it's the God that's in you. Please tell somebody next to you. Say, you need the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Why? Because that same God, that same God that when he could have cursed everybody and said everybody die and go straight to hell. That's what I would have done. I'm just telling you right now. I'm just saying, you hitting on me and spitting on me and blaspheming me and I made your behind, I would have said, every last one of you ninjas die and go straight to hell. Thank God I ain't God. Oh, because that would have been the end of the Bible. That would have been the end of the book. And they talk crazy to, uh, to Jesus and he said, all of y'all can die and go straight to hell. Amen. That's the end of the Bible. <laughs> Don't you love them? Yep, but they should have came correct. Now, I, bet you they, I, bet, I bet you it's hot now. I bet, I bet you they ain't going to talk crazy now. The same Jesus. Look at me. The same God that learned. Look at me. Look at me. Because see, the Holy Ghost, watch me. The same God that when he could have said anything, said nothing. See, don't tell me you got the Holy Ghost and you run your mouth too much. Don't tell me you got the Holy... Y'all ain't gonna say nothing. Don't tell me you got the Holy Ghost and you're disrespectful. Don't tell me you got the Holy Ghost and you're dishonorable. Don't tell me you got the Holy Ghost and you talk crazy to leadership. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me. Nah, he'll tell you in the shut your mouth. I need you to look at somebody and get a quarter teaspoon. Quarter teaspoon. Get a, so what is that? Like a tea, tea, teaspoon? I don't know. All right. Look at somebody that got a quarter of a teaspoon. I made it up. A quarter of a teaspoon of hood. Look at him and say, sometimes you need to shut your mouth. Tell him. I don't like the way they said it. And some of y'all's faces is about to make me come out there. I got an aggressive spirit on me. Touch somebody next to you, please. Say, sometimes you need to hush. 
Let's go. Let's go. It's, it's in you. It's in you. I just can't control myself. Yeah, you know why? Because you're full of you, not him. I just can't stop because you're full of you, not him. But I need everybody in the building and online say, Lord, fill me with your spirit. Bishop, I didn't feel nothing. See, that's your problem. You think God dwells in the realm of feelings. He's a spirit, not a feeling. So because he's a spirit, this deals with your subconscious. So this is not a feeling. I felt the Holy Ghost. Baby, he's not, I didn't, he don't push up on you. I caught the Holy Ghost. He's not a cold. You don't catch him. You right? Here, catch the Holy Ghost. That, that's, not, that's, not, that's, that's, not, that's not how that works. That's not how that works. Watch me. The Bible said, how did you get saved? By faith. How are you filled with his spirit? By faith. Which means when I ask, I believe that he felt. And at a certain point, watch me. At a certain point, it's going to be here. But watch me. Sometimes, you ready? Until you learn to let him run you, it may be a little less. It's not moving as, as quite as, as aggressively. You ready? You ready? But there's those of us that have learned, I can't do this thing called life unless I turn him all the way up. So here's the third experience, because this is where most Christians, most Christians see being filled with the Spirit as an event. I got filled with the Holy Ghost on July 14th, 1974, Bishop. That's the last time? No, no wonder you as mean as you are. Because the scripture teaches that we are to be refilled with his spirit. It's like living water that cleanses you like a dishwasher. And I showed you that on Sunday, how the scripture says in Ephesians, and keep being filled with his spirit. Which means whenever you feel mad, angry, sad, some of y'all right now, you need to refill now. Because the way you're looking, I can tell. I'm so tired. See, you don't get it. And that's your problem. You're not listening. You, you're thinking and you're running your mouth and you're not listening. Because if I let him refill me, I could have had a hell of a day. But when the refill hit, y'all not go say nothing. But when the refill hits, I can shake off my day. I can shake off my anger. I can shake off my frustration. Please, Wednesday, lift your hands, open your mouth. Say, Lord, I need a refill of your spirit. Let's go. So what did I teach you on Sunday? See, because here's what most of us do. We let, we let situations, circumstances dictate. So, so the Holy Ghost is like, let's go. And here go you. Well, my boss was mean to me today. Me and my husband got in a little fight. And, and now I mean like talking. Now, don't be standing no beating. That ain't God today, tomorrow. Never. Now, you got to say that because I've heard preachers, you, watch me, use the Bible to keep women and men in abusive marriages. You a lie, your mama a lie, and the devil a lie. Huh? Mm -mm. No, 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 no. So, your day's a little rough. Your day's a little rough. There you go. And so now... I just don't feel like all that. You ready? Bills due tomorrow because it's the first. Watch me. And the God that's been providing for you. 
is like, how you gonna come in my house, be on my stream, and I'm, watch me, and you're quenching me. Come on, Wednesday. But I, Bishop, you don't know these kids driving me crazy. That's why you need the Holy Ghost. You can't be a parent in this day and time and not do it without the Lord. Because these kids. Mom, Susie's mom don't let her do it. But go and stay over there with Susie and them. <laughs> Come on. Oh, I got to go. I got to go. I got to go. So here, here, here's what happens. So, so what happens is it becomes stale. And then here's what happens. Life, 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 it drains you. It drains you. And sometimes it drains you, watch me, and you don't really see any progress from the draining because it feels like it's all been wasted. Like for everything that I put out, it feels like it's totally been wasted. You ready? Is there anybody in this building online where over these last five months you've gone through some things? That have drained you, that have depleted you, that have made you say, this is too much. I can't do this. This is not going to work. So sometimes, you ready? Because you didn't stay filled. Well, wait a minute. It's not, it's not, well, but wait a minute. If I just get a refill. If I just get a refill. It don't look like it's enough. It don't look like it's going to work. It don't look like I have everything that I need. But if I ask him for a refill. Lift your hands in the building and no line. Say, Lord, I need a refill. Why? So when you stay filled, this is how you succeed. Zechariah chapter 3 or chapter 4, verse number 6. You won't succeed by might or by power, but by my what? Spirit. So what happens when you stop being filled? You stop succeeding. See, I'm going to help some of y'all. I just know what's going on in my life. It's simple. You refill. I just, I just, you know, I just need to go and get. Okay, why do you read? Look at me, look at me, Wednesday. Christians, God really loves us. He has to. Because only his people reach for everything else but him. Only his, I've never seen Muslims, I've never seen Jews or so-called Jews, I've never seen people of other beliefs, I've never seen a Buddhist reach for something else. Only God's people, when we got the real thing, would rather have some Fruitanglios than Fruit Loops. Only his people want the cereal in the bag that's at the bottom than having the real thing. But Wednesday, I need you to let the Lord know in the building and online, please tell him, say, Lord, you're my desire. Tell him. Say, and I need a refill of your spirit all day, every day. Look at me. Look at me. This message I told you is called how to handle your greatest threat. Now watch me. Say, I've got the power to handle my greatest threat. Say, my greatest threat has been me. 
If you grew up in church, you were taught to focus all of your energy on the devil. So here's what you spent your whole life doing. Find the devil. 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 The devil, the devil. Like most Christians are virtually Satanists. Because if you take the devil away, they don't really have anything they believe in. Have you ever met a Christian that they hold conversation? I can't stand listening to preachers. They hold messages. The devil, the devil, the devil, the devil. Like, well, are we saying this? To do it? What? Who's God? You want to know who you really been fighting? You want to know who Red Man is right here? You. 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 When Jesus was being tempted by the enemy, we're done. When Jesus was being tempted by the enemy for 40 days and 40 nights, the Bible says at the end of his fast, that's when the tempter came. The only thing the enemy did was offer him something. The only thing the, the enemy did was make an offer. The only thing he did was lay something out and say, give me what you got for what I'm offering. And then the Bible says after Jesus successfully overcame each temptation, the devil left him until an opportune time. When is the next time that they, we see the enemy show up? We see the enemy show up to directly oppose him in the form of Judas. The Bible says, and Satan entered Judas. And then when they go to the Garden of Gethsemane, Judas kisses Jesus on the cheek. Why? To try to get him caught up in his emotions to make him an offer. Don't go through with the crucifixion. Instead, get stuck in your emotions. You ready? Are y'all with me tonight, Wednesday? Say, I have the power to defeat my greatest threat, which up to today was me. Listen, why do you keep saying was? Because I need you to put this thing behind you. When you step out of May, I need this thing to be behind you. When midnight hits tonight, I need this thing to be behind you. When you step into June, I need you to overcome. You ready? Yourself. Because the greater is he that is in you than he that is in the... Say, greater is on me. Greater is in me. Stand on your feet. Acts 1-8. In the building, in the line. Stand on your feet. If your neighbor ain't standing, help him out. And you shall receive power. Shout power. Mm -mm, that was good, but just can you shout it with some authority? Shout power. power. You shall receive power. Now, now, when the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Let's go to the next piece. Thank you. When the Holy Spirit has come upon you. I taught you on Sunday these meanings of power. Say dunamis. But I want you to put them in the context of you. And you shall receive. Talk. And you shall receive. What does this mean? Say ability. You'll receive the ability to deal with yourself. Because it's easy to deal with everybody else's problems but yours. How many of you have noticed that you everybody else's counselor, everybody else's helper, you get everybody else the relationship advice you need to take yourself? Say, Lord, help me to deal with me. He says, and you will have abundance. Say, lack is, over. lack is over. 
I prophesy and pray over your life that no longer would you experience lack in any way, shape, form, or fashion. That you would be shalom because you have his power. That means anything you need, you can go get. That means everything you need, it is in arm's reach. You will live in a place called abundance and not just stuff. Don't reduce it to stuff. You will have abundant joy. You will have abundant peace. You will have abundant love. You will have abundant focus. You will have abundant creativity. Say, I live in abundance. Look at this next definition, meaning. God says, and I'm going to give your life meaning. And you shall receive power. Okay? And you, you say power, I'm going to say meaning. And you shall receive power. meaning. God says, I'm going to give your life meaning. But if you don't stay filled, no wonder why you keep meandering. You feel like your life has no purpose or meaning because you meander and you meander because you don't stay filled. This is why you've had 44 career choices in 10 years. It's because every time you had to make a choice, you made a choice. You're not talking. You pursued what YouTube said was a good career path. Instead of saying, Holy Ghost, what am I sent to the earth to do? Because I don't want to spend my life just doing uh, what I think I'm supposed to do. There's something that I was sent to the earth that I was created to do. And when I do that, I'll do it and don't need a check to do it because it gives me life. I'll do it because it's part of giving me, say, meaning. Might. Say, he'll give me might. Might is how you fight. What if you need might in your fight with yourself? Because you want to know who you punk out to most? You. You want to know who talks you out of stuff the most? You. Miracle working. God says the greatest miracle that's going to be worked is the miracles that happen in you, not just around you. Strength. Say, I need it. You need strength. And when you stay filled with the spirit, this guy's cool, but y'all know I don't really feel him. What's more realistic is Batman. That's realistic, Anthony. That could really happen. Superman, laser beams, eh, you know, listen. But Batman could really happen. In fact, I'm going to let you on it. I am. See, this whole time you thought it was Michael Keaton. It's been me. I'm the light-skinned Batman. Listen. You ready? Say, Lord, I need strength. You want to know why? I'm just so tired. You go to sleep tired, wake up tired, take a nap tired. Say, if I eat, I'll feel better. Go eat, then you're tired. Wake up from eating, then you're more tired. You want to know why? Because we're spiritual people, so we need spirit. Because you don't want to know what pulls on us as spiritual people. It's not just natural things, it's spiritual things. You can be in an atmosphere and an atmosphere drain you. For some of you, this is why God assigns you to your job. Because you're the one that's sitting. That's why you're leaving. Like, I'm just so doggone drained. These people. That's because God says you were supposed to get filled before you went there. And then while you were there, you needed another refill. Because I sent you to be the atmosphere changer. Come on. Mighty works. And I'll do mighty works. Violence. Say, I'll be focused and unwavering. And the kingdom of heaven suffers violent, but violent men take it by force. Which means God says, I'm going to feel you so that you have a take in you. Which means the passive you will go. You want to know why we lose so much? If I look at me, it's because we become passive when we need to push. How many can ever be honest that there's some stuff in your life that you had a choice to be passive or to push and you took the passive approach? You're like, eh, okay, I am... 
I need you to touch somebody on the shoulder. We're done. Touch somebody on the shoulder and say, I pray that kingdom violence arise in you. You will be focused and unwavering. Say, you're going to push one more time. Search one more time. Check the openings one more time. Check the account one more time. I just need you to touch somebody next to you. Say, please push one more time. Moral power. God says, I'm going to give you business. But I, just, I can't say no. The Holy Ghost said, uh, the word says, the Holy Ghost is going to give you the power. Say moral power. This means you're going to say no to what you need to say no to, yes to what you need to say yes to. He says, I'm going to give you the power to do that. How many of you have ever struggled with, you knew it wasn't right, and you, it, it wasn't a struggle? Let's, can we tell the truth? It wasn't no struggle. You look, you say, well, <laughs> the Lord will forgive me. It's quiet in this building. It's quiet in this building. If you stay filled, just because something's presented to you, you'll say, oh, okay. Not moved. Say, Lord, give me moral power. And then there are certain things you say no to that you need to say yes to. It's the Holy Ghost that's going to give you the ability to do that. Say excellence. You want to know why Christians get sloppy? I don't understand that one. Because can I be honest? One of the things that bothers me about God's people, I'm just going to be honest, is that they give everything else excellence. And then when it comes to the things of the Lord, he gets sloppy leftovers. It ain't even seconds. It's a little bit of that turkey. Thanksgiving on a Thursday is some turkey that's left in there that next Friday. And you didn't microwave it because you knew it was nasty, but you put it in the oven to try to see if... It's quiet in this building. Say, Lord, lift your hand. Say, Lord, everything I give you, let it be excellent. Here's the last one, and here's our shout. Say, pecuniary ability. This means the wealth and influence that comes with power and riches. Pay attention. God says, if you stay filled with my spirit, People will see you, and they will have to treat you like you're at a different echelon of life. They're going to see you and say, oh, no, you're not sitting here. You come up here. They're going to see you and say, oh, no, we're going to give you another level of treatment. Wednesday, we got to go, but I need you to open your mouth. Say your first and last name and say power behind it. Because I pray that God release pecuniary ability on your name. What does that mean? That people will see you and they will respect you. They will honor you. They will treat you like you have wealth and riches. Watch me. Not for your glory, but for his glory. On three, say your name and then put power behind it. One, two, three. Bishop Kevin Foreman. Power. Power. Come on, y'all. We got to go. We got to go. Shout it again. Shout power. 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 Say, I need power. Put a praise in this building Wednesday. Power, power, power. Lift your hands. Lift your hands. 
Say, Lord, keep me filled with your spirit. Keep me filled so I can defeat me. Keep me filled so the light's always on. Say, as I go into June, it's going to be an amazing month. Y'all ready? Let's go up. Say, because I'll be filled. Say, as I go into June, I'm going to see amazing results because I will stay filled in Jesus' name. Now, just go prophesy to somebody in the building and online. Say, June is going to blow your mind. Online, tag somebody. Type it in the comments. You're going to find out why you had to go through hell in June. You're going to see why you had to have so much resistance in June. You're going to see the wind of God blow you into purpose and assignment in June. Can I pray over your June? I pray that everything that June owes you, that it releases. I pray that June be your best spiritual month ever. I pray that June be your best financial month ever. I pray that June be your best emotional month ever. I pray that June be your best situational life ever. I pray that June be your best property month ever. Come on, open up your mouth Wednesday. Say, June is going to be amazing for me. Every day. In every way. Put a praise behind it. And doors are going to swing open. And approvals are going to flow like rivers. <laughs> and approvals are going to flow like rivers. And yeses are going to be your norm. And everything that the enemy meant for evil, I pray that June would mark your... If you believe June's going to be a turnaround for you, pop up and just turn around one time. Say, it's my turnaround month. Yeah. It's my turnaround month. It's my turnaround month. It's my turnaround month. It's my... Checks are in the mail. Deposits are on the way. Refunds that were held up are about to be released. Apologies that people held back from you are about to show up and about to manifest. And it is so. And it is so. And judges are about to favor you. Courts are about to favor you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Here's about eyes closed. We got to go. If you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure. None of what I just preached applies to you unless you give your life to the Lord. If that's you in this building or online, when I count to three, in the building you slip your hand up online, do the hand wave emoji, say it's me. No guilt, no condemnation, no shame. One, two, three. If that's you, hand up in the building online, do that hand wave emoji, say it's me. Everybody pray this with me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. Give me the grace to be a faithful Christian from this day forward. If I fall, if I fail, give me the grace to get right back up again. Keep me filled 
Every time I need a refill, remind me. I just have to ask. You will not withhold it. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you just came, uh, or excuse me, if you just prayed that prayer for the first time, scan the QR code on the screen or text Harvest to 55498. Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word decision to 55498 and we'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10, that's V-I-A-T-O-R-10, for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.